Welcome to 3 from the 7, Relics' weekly news podcast, chronicling three of our biggest news stories from the last seven days. My name is Rafaela Kenny Sincata. I am the assistant editor at Relics Magazine, and I am joined once again by bassist extraordinaire, the woman who played that fantastic music you heard on the introduction, Karina Reichman. Hey, what's going on, Raph? How are you? Good, I'm good. You know, solid weekend. We're recording on a Tuesday today, so kind of some midweek lulls, but I'm powering through. I got a cup of coffee. I'll be okay. Yeah, How about you? you and me both. It feels great, though. We're, we're in this. We're super in this. Yeah, we're going to make it, man. I actually have a lot to ask you because I oh. saw on social media, you just got a custom base made in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Very cool. Give me all the deets. Give, oh, me, the, give me the rig rundown. Well, first of all, it's the greatest thing that could have happened to me. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Zach Yanarella. Yes, who uh, on Instagram is at Zeke Guitars, just reached out to me. He'd built a bunch of bases for Dave Drywitz and a few guitars for Dean Ween, a.k.a. Mickey Melchiondo, yada, yada. And he was just like, hey, you know, I'm a luthier. Uh, I've built a bunch of bases for Dave. What can I, you know, is there anything that I could build for you? And I was like, well, sure. Yeah, what? He's like, yeah, what's your, like, dream scenario? And I was like, oh, wow, huh? Uh Okay, I want like basically like what my P base is, which I love. I have a 78 P base. It's beautiful, but it's so goddamn heavy. Breaks my back every night. I stretch before and after every show. Otherwise, I'm crippled the next day. It's really become a thing because I jump around a lot. I'm getting older, Raph. It's really, uh, I got some miles on me. So, uh, this lovely How man, old are you, Karina? 25. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but it's not the age. It's the mileage. And uh, it's been a thing. So I just said to him, I was like, I want it, you know, bright white. Uh, and then, you know, gold pick guard, gold frets. I want a KR on the 12th fret, you know, gold tuning knobs, basically anything that can be gold, gold, except the body is a beautiful white and, uh, it's lighter. That's the main thing. I needed it lighter with Lindy Fralin pickups that are super loud and booming. And it's slightly, just ever so slightly shorter scale than my P bass. So, you know, for my little girly hands, it, uh, it really works out in terms of me getting all over the neck. And I'm so excited to play it live. I can't even tell you. It's awesome. I have two follow-up questions. Please, please. First, what is the significance of the 12th fret having the KR on there? Uh, nothing other than... Other than uh, you were just like 12. I mean, 12 is the one that, uh, you know, typically has two dots as opposed to one dot if you were to, you know, look at a typical guitar setup. So it's kind of like if you're going to have some flair, usually where it goes. I'm not one to stand on ceremony, Raph, but I was like, you know what? 12th fret, put that KR in there. It's like some mother of pearl abalone type shit. Beautiful. Beautiful, literally beautiful. But otherwise, uh, nothing. It's just pure ostentatiousness. It's great. But then second follow-up question, <laughs> yeah. where is that sucker getting plugged in and debuted? Oh, the first gig with that guy, I believe, is in Albany on August 1st. I think that's my next gig. And Very then cool. followed by the Waterloo Village opening up for From Good Homes on August 3rd. So we're uh, we're looking forward to those gigs. And uh, I feel like this is my new ride or die, Raph. I really feel like, you know, he it, it was made with love. He really, you know, wrote to me and took into consideration all my specs and what I was telling him. And it's also made out of Corina wood. Literally K O R I N A. You can Google it. It's African and it's the shit. And uh, <laughs> it's lighter than whatever the hell my P base is made out of. And I can jump around so much freer. I feel free as a bird. It's really That's awesome. It's good news, Raph. It's really good news. That's so news. stellar. It's a big step. It's very cool. Thank you. And I went down with my base guru and dear friend, Mr. Dave Drywitz, and his lovely girl, and one of my dearest friends, Miss Monica Hampton, who is 
uh, you know, both literally and figuratively the best documentarian ever. She's made tons of, uh, you know, documentary films. She worked on Fahrenheit 9-11. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, the Mick Rock doc, et cetera, et cetera. But she is also just, you know, always taking photos and videos and she did a beautiful job capturing the moment and I'm forever grateful. So thanks, Monica. Thanks, Super Dave. cool. Did you get to see uh, pictures like along the way or was it kind of like a grand reveal? It was a grand reveal. Afterwards, she was like, you got airdrop? And I was like, yeah, baby. And then, uh, <laughs> she airdropped everything to me and I was like, wow, it's just like reliving the moment, you know. 10 minutes ago, but it felt good. There you go. Very cool. I can't wait. I, I told you earlier, I want you to bring it to the office so I can see it in person. I will. I and absolutely I can't will. play bass for shit, but I will I will look at it and be like, wow, that's you, that's really cool. Karina. You can probably get around on it pretty, like, I don't know, he made the neck so well. And again, this is at Zeke, Z-E-K-E, guitars on Instajam. You should DM him and get him to make you a custom guitar slash bass of your dreams because he really puts the effort into every step and uh i couldn't be happier i really couldn't that's awesome man well moving on moving on our content is pulled straight from relics daily seven our free email newsletter dropping all of the best news from the jam world straight into your inbox go to relics.com slash daily got to make sure you subscribe and then kind of moving on to our first story of the week i i hate it because we it's been a weird time in the music world we have another uh another in memoriam another legend has passed on to the other side mr art neville of the media of the Neville Brothers has, uh, at the age of 81, passed on uh, in his home city of New Orleans. It's sad. It really is. Art was a total legend. Uh, if you're familiar with the meters, if you're familiar with the Neville brothers, just absolutely groundbreaking. He was an architect of the scene that you and I frequent so much, Karina. I couldn't agree more. And it, it is really, you know, we've had a couple weeks here where it's, you know, some in, in memoriams. And uh, this is definitely, this is a sad one for sure. Um it's hard to see him go. It's hard, but it's also amazing to see all the tributes and, you know, heartfelt posts and whatnot from people in our community. But yeah, his brother Aaron did a really nice little message uh, talking about, you know, that they traveled land and sea, bringing their music to the world, that together they got to play with people like the Dead, the Rolling Stones, Santana, Huey Lewis in the News, Tina Turner. They were managed, Neville Brothers were managed by Bill Graham and kind of ushered through the scene by him. It's a sad day. I'm sure there will be an insane second line in New Orleans for Mr. Art Neville. Uh, I, I never had the privilege of seeing him. I have seen the foundation of funk, which is a lot of the other original meters, um, George Porter and Zigaboo and all these people. But I never got the privilege of seeing Art, although he was an absolute maven on the keys. A maven. I agree. I absolutely agree. He played, I believe, if not his final New York show, uh, one of the final New York shows um, on the Rocks Off concert cruise. If, I forget if it was last year. I think it was last year. Maybe a couple, maybe two years ago. But I had the privilege of seeing him there. And, you know, it's just those that those songs are etched into my, you know, musical brain as like you know just such a focus on simplicity and pocket and groove and you know they're they are the architects of funk and art was so instrumental in it so it was crazy to see him up close and live on the boat and uh i feel privileged to have seen him at all so thanks art and it's all you know how do you even cope man like we're all <laughs> it's too much i don't even know it's no, really i'm with you and it's funny too where i um obviously was super raised on you know all different types of music jazz this that the other thing new orleans music for me for a long time was a blind spot and i remember um meeting certain people here at relics who are you know diehard new orleans fans you know grew like went to college in new orleans went to the maple leaf went to tips and to be introduced to the meters and to be introduced by the neville, to the neville brothers 
absolutely insane music. The as you said, the, the the focus on the pocket, the fact that they were inventing new types of music, and the meters were the house band for Alan Toussaint's studio. The amount of uh, people they influenced, and it's cool now. And the, the this happened yesterday. This happened on Monday, the twenty second. The amount of people that are coming out and just talking about how much art meant to them. People like Eric Krasno, or uh, as I said, you know the people like George Porter or Aaron who shared uh, time with him on stage are really, uh, it's really eye-opening and really groundbreaking. So rest in peace to Art Neville. Listen to the meters of the Neville brothers today. There's an amazing amount of pro shot stuff from the 80s and even earlier on YouTube. So do what you can, right, Karina? Amen. R.I.P. Papa Funk. We will keep it funky for you as best we can. Yeah. Gotta keep it funky. Gotta. And speaking of the funk, we gotta read some ads which is really, really great because, as I've said before, it's a big step forward for us. We're growing up. We're growing up. We got, it's not the age, it's the mileage. You exactly. Know? I, I actually <laughs> start saying that you gotta when start I'm exhausted at festivals. It's not the age, it's the mileage. It's what you got to say. You okay. do this one. I'll All do right. this one. All right. Awesome. Here Raph's we go. Raph's got this. Raph's got this. I'm a professional, folks. Thursday, August 1st, join Deadheads in your neighborhood and around the world to celebrate the ninth annual Grateful Dead Meetup at the Movies. It's a can't-miss event. It's the first to go global. It features previously unreleased complete June 17th, 1991 concert from the legendary submarine performances at Giant Stadium. Widely considered to be one of the greatest shows of the band's final decade of performing, 6-17-91 also sounds unlike any dead show you've ever heard as it was one of only two recorded on 48 tracks. It was mixed by Jeffrey Norman in glorious surround sound with video from the multi-camera live edit. This will be the first time the Bruce Hornsby and Vince Welnick lineup has ever appeared on the big screen. I did meet up at the movies last year with my older brother. It was very fun. I had a great time. You got deadheads in the lot at your local movie theater. Cities, towns, across the globe. You gotta go. And this show in particular, 61791, it opens with a shocking eyes of the world. The dead were firing on all cylinders from the opening notes of the show, mixing beloved classics like Truckin' and Uncle John's Band with rarities including Saint of Circumstance, Might as Well, New Speedway Boogie, and China Doll. But the real standout was the recurrence of Dark Star, which wove in and out of the set list, making no less than six distinct appearances and teases throughout the show. You know when you're at a show, and then Dark Star's there, and then it just keeps coming back, and it blows your mind. Yes. It's insane. I saw Bob Weir and Wolf Bros do it at the Blue Note a year ago, and it was very cool. She hasn't <laughs> been the same since. I but. haven't been the same. Part of my brain is still somewhere on the floor of the Blue Note Jazz Club in New York. <laughs> story of all of our lives, Rob. Exactly. It's the story of all. <laughs> and as a special treat, the extraordinary screening of Meet Up at the Movies will also feature reveal of the Grateful Dead's 2019 box set featuring the Dead's legacy manager, archivist, and producer, David Lemia. Find your nearest location and buy your tickets today at meetupatthemovies.com. I think that went well. That was great. Thank Excellent you. ad read. You can vouch for it. You were there. I was there. I've done a meetup at the movies. I love it. It's so much fun. She's so in. And, you know, I might have to be swayed by this ad, too, this year. Come on. You should, Let's yeah. just go meet up at the movies. That'd be fun. And now, Karina, I'm, I'm going to hit it in your court. Ladies and gentlemen, this is ad two, read by yours truly, Karina Reichman. You may already know that Sirius XM brings you the deepest variety of commercial free music for every genre and for every mood. Where you hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood. Where you get news from every source. 
where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio, in addition to Jam On, Grateful Dead Radio, Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. Jam On's back. Boom! Select cars, baby. <laughs> where you can listen to top comedy channels and sports talk radio to keep you up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. And you know what, Raph? That's what? good news because your girl Karina over here, no car, no license, and no problem. Subscribe now to listen outside the car, on your phone, online, and at home, and get your first three months for just a dollar. AKA, One dollar. What the fuck? It's only a buck. <laughs> Visit SiriusXM.com slash relics to see offer details and to subscribe and start listening today, Junior. SiriusXM, no car required. Check that out, Raph. What Sick. do you say? I like it. It was good. You know, when you're from Manhattan, you can't really have a license. I mean, you can if you're like on top of shit, but like, let me tell you, I think it's a strategic move on my part. You got a license to thrill, a license to kill, but no license to drive. That's correct. That is correct. And it feels so good. Have you ever seen the 80s movie called License to Drive with Corey Haim? No, but I have listened to License to Ill about 100,000 times. There you go. Good. So we should swap. I'll <laughs> listen to License to Ill and you watch License to Drive. Sounds perfect. License to Drive is basically an 80s movie where this kid trashes his dad's car and everything ends up fine. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'd like to just shout out two of my licenseless brethren out there, one of which uh, goes by the name of Jimmy Page. No license on Jimmy Page. And uh, the other is Mr. John Zorn. No license on John Zorn. So you know what? Me, John Zorn, and Jimmy Page are going to host a little party where we listen to Sirius XM Lithium and the <laughs> joint for 24 hours outside the car. You're all invited. Just kidding. You're not, especially if you don't have a li- if you have a license. <laughs> This is a licenseless party for... <laughs> oh, see, that'd be interesting, too, because the bouncer wouldn't check IDs at the door. Yes, you gotta bring some alternative form of identification. passports at the door. Uh, well, I or... have a New York State ID. Looks oh, like okay. a license, but does not say that I should be operating a vehicle. It's fascinating. It's good stuff. It's really... Yeah, just stick with me, Raph. I'll show you. Exactly. <laughs> show if you ever met Jimmy Page, you'd have an amazing, like, opening line of conversation. Well, you'd just and be like, hey, I don't have a license either. Let's talk. Well, this brings it back to License to Ill, the Beastie Boys record we were just talking about, because there is a seminal line in which it goes, if I played guitar, I'd be Jimmy Page. The girlies I like are underage. <laughs> Boom, moving on. What still do we got? Up. Yep, still, you know, <laughs> what are you going to say? Keep it going. Keep right, it rolling. Karina, hit us with our second story, story of the week. Story number two, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in the Northeast, John Mayer kicks off solo tour with new two-set format, offers tour debut of Fire on the Mountain. I mean, Raph, let's not beat around the bush here. He's getting heady. It's seeping in. It is. I feel like his brain is still on the floor of the Blue Note, uh, just here in Dark Star and Circles as well, like you. Absolutely. No, yeah, it's so cool. John Mayer's officially abandoned the pop format of, you know, having an opening band and playing one long set. He's doing two sets. There's going to be a set break. There's going to be acoustic jams. There's going to be electric jams. And his tour opener was in Albany, uh, which kind of offered, like, some more of, like, his usual solo stuff, you know, Daughters, you know, he encored with New Light, did great stuff, Acoustic Electric, but it was that second show in Providence at the Dunkin' Donuts Center that really opened people's eyes. It had his super awesome acoustic version of Tom Petty's Free Fallen, which I oh. love, which I loved even before John was in Dead & Company. I always really enjoyed his version of that song, not to mention a second set fire in the, on the mountain, which is so, so cool. I can only imagine of the small contingent of deadheads which is growing larger with every show just getting absolutely thrilled by the fact that john's just dripping in some dead 
to his pop music. I wouldn't be mad about it if I were to find myself at this fine concert at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I uh, I would have that would have been the saving grace. And he's playing Though, two shows at MSG. Ah, I'm tempted to go. Look at that. Look at that. You know, we're not ashamed. We're out here. <laughs> but let me tell you, actually, Raph, you know, one John Mayer song, an original, if you will. It's got a really searing guitar solo, and it's just a good composition, like, not to be that guy, but let me tell you, slow dancing in a burning room, which is what followed Fire on the Mountain, I'm a sucker for that. I just turn into a whimpering 14-year-old girl once again, even though, you know, at 14, I was, like, more into, like, Slayer and stuff like that. Um, But whatever. I love that tune. Great tune. I uh, I approve. I approve yeah. this message. I'm happy for John. He's really sing, you know, soaking it all in, yeah. and uh, I am happy he's turning on his, you know, global fan base to, uh, you know, the format of shows that we're most accustomed to, and I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. I can feel the tide turning, you know, where <laughs> I feel like uh, when John was first, you know, making his way into the dead scene and kind of had his foot in two worlds, um, there was kind of a big pushback from, you know, hardcore music fans, but with this announcement uh we had posted it on relic socials that he had covered fire on the mountain and i when i say every single comment was positive saying that's so cool i'm glad john is you know introducing the dead to maybe some of his fans that weren't familiar with it uh i just love the positivity let john be john let john play two sets acoustic electric the 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 boy can play guitar that's let's be honest let's not front let's Let's not not front. front Like Eric Clapton has, you know, sung his praises. B.B. King has sung his praises. You can't deny that John plays the guitar quite well. Uh, and I, as I said, I think I might have to go to an MSG show just to see for myself. You'll have to report back. You'll yeah. have to report back. Also, New Light is in perpetuity my song of the summer. So uh-huh. I love it. It's a synth pop jam. Good pop, to go. Pop it on during a party. No one's going to say no. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. What do you say, Raph? Should we move on? We should move on. This is a big one. This is a... Uh, okay, ready? Check this out. This is story number three, y'all. Vita Blue returns. New LP, Crossing Lines, is due out on September 20th, and the first single, Analog Delay, is out now. And uh, for those of you unfamiliar, uh, Vita Blue uh, have not performed live together since Bonner 2004, and the group began as a trio with keyboardist Paige McConnell, bassist O'Teal Burbridge, and drummer Russell Batiste Jr., and it now includes guitarist Adam Zimmon. Yes. Boom. Exciting stuff. Good time, you know? I think it's a great time to see, you know, Trey's got the Ghost of the Forest, Mike's got his solo band, it's... It, and Fishman, of course, and Ghost of the Forest as well. But I don't know. I'm all in on all, you know, people in established bands doing other things. It's really awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, creators going to create, man. And these people are creators. Yeah. I think it's such an awesome bridge, too, between, like, as we were just talking about, kind of like Grateful Dead world, Fish world, all these little pockets. Uh, Russell Batiste Jr., I think used to play with our first story he used to play with art like the Nevilles too. So you got a lot of different worlds represented here. And I think this album should be really cool. We listened to the first single analog delay right before we turned on the mics here. It's good. I like it. I want to hear the rest of the album. I really do. I think it's great. I mean, Vita, uh, Vita blue, Vita blue, Vita blue, Vita blue, Vita blue. Damn it. You're good. You're killing it. When I'm you read it, it I, I read Vita as well in my brain, though. I know I'm, f- I'm 99.9% sure it's Vita, Vita, but, you know, well, Oneida, <laughs> oh, yeah, which is a town in upstate New York, I think. Shout out to Oneida. Anybody listening from Oneida or Verona or Rome, New York? Good Wait. little pocket. Oneida? 
Oni- Wait, that's not Oneonta, though. No, they're two different things. Oh, okay. That's Shout right. out to Oneonta, I, I was struck by confusion. I was like, wait, have I been saying Oneonta no, wrong this whole time, No, There's too? an Oneida. It's really, it's a small little town. I'm sure they might say Vida or Vida. Who knows? It's true. Well, Vida Blue had a self-titled album in 2002. They had a follow-up LP called The Illustrated Band featuring the Spam All-Stars in 2003, <clears throat> a concert DVD, uh, Live at the Fillmore in 2004. So they were super consistent in the early aughts, uh, probably right around the time that Fish was kind of breaking up. Uh, and then kind of radio silence. Then there were kind of pictures popping up here and there of O'Teal and Paige in the studio together. The Spam All-Stars kind of leaked some news, uh, I would say, a, a few months ago, kind of saying that, yeah, like there's definitely a Vida Blue record coming. Uh, and it should be really cool. They just announced three tour dates as well. September 18th in Washington, D.C., September 20th in Philadelphia, and September 21st at the historic original Rock Palace, the Capitol Theater in Portchester, New York. So super cool venues. The D.C. ones at the 930 Club, the Philly ones at the Fillmore. So historic venues, super cool clubs. Vita Blue back and badder than ever. I'm excited. Good to go. Me too. Just to see O'Teal and Paige on stage together, I think would be really cool. I couldn't agree more. I really, I'm stoked about all of this. I want, you know, people who want to make music need to make music. It's so awesome. And I really dig the song, actually. I think the song's rad and I'm stoked to hear more. It sounds like it will fit well on stage with Fish. It'll be one of those uh, Vita Blue tunes that pop up during Fish set lists. Most events aren't planned being one of the most common ones that Fish plays. Good call. Um, I've played all three of those venues. Holy shit. 930 Club, Fillmore, Capitol Theater. There you go. Hey. Look so. at you. Rising up in the world, Look Karina. at that. Nah, nah, nah. Those are landmark places. Hey, good good, good spots. Good spots for a show. Huh? So they played Rue in 2004. Was that the one? Is that your first Rue, that one you went to? No, no. In 2004, I was like uh, in fourth grade. I went in 2009. Ah, I was 15. Still solid, though. Solid. Solid. So I'm like, you, you've been going to great shows since you were like a youngin. A youngin. What was your first concert? Oh, I don't even... Oh, you know what? It's not even... It's really actually terrible. You want to hear? Yeah. It's Is it like the me. Wiggles? No, no, no. Not like that. I didn't... Well, like, my parents didn't take me to anything. My parents, bless their hearts. They're academics. They're like, you know, they teach at Columbia. They're not like into music at all. So everything was just my own you know, desire and uh, whatever. Desire. So in seventh grade, this was my first concert, I swear to God, um, as far as I'm concerned, it was my dear friend Benny Tuckman. Shout out to Benny Tuckman. It was his birthday party, and he invited a good 10 of us to go to Madison Square Garden to see, are you ready? I'm going to show my age. Uh, Fallout Boy, Woo. Plain White Tees, uh, Gym Class Heroes, and Cute is What We Aim For. Wow. So that's a deep cut of like, you know, mid 2000s kind of, you know, emo slash pop punk slash whatever you want to call it. Radio friendly, uh, you know, guys with like bangs over their faces, dyed black. Some guy liner. For sure. Yeah, it was a lot of that. So nothing to shake a stick at. In fact, that's no, pretty I, I'm, It's not that embarrassing at all. It honestly. is. It is. It's not. It's You're not. fine. What was yours? I mean, at the time. I'm going to oh. put you on the spot. Yeah. What do you got? It was Ringo Starr and his all star oh, band. Oh, you bitch. Oh, I was all of five years oh. old, but I do remember being there because I remember them playing Yellow Submarine oh and me God. being a little five year old being like Yellow Submarine. Woo. Well, that's good. Your parents were like trying to indoctrinate you into cool music, right? Yeah. Well, I'm jealous. And my mother, who bless her heart, she listens to this podcast every week. She has a great learning curve, lo- you know, but it's really like 
a bit of a one-way street, I'm, I'm afraid. And hi, Anne, how you doing? But let me tell you, you couldn't have shown me the Beatles? No, I have to find that one out on my own? Thanks a lot. Oh, they're great people, great people. But Although, uh, I'll, in an in a act of solidarity, I will say the first concert I went to by myself, yeah. so a concert that I wasn't chaperoned by an adult, was Jason Mraz. Oh! Which is just that. And it was peak I'm yours years. But that's better than Fallout Boy. I mean, Fallout Boy? Fallout Boy, like, they're first record maybe uh, is like okay they got I, some bops i mean it's nothing to uh, like what is it sugar we're going down that's, that's not all, that's not bad I if mean, i was like at a bar and someone put that on i'd be like all right i'd be like i'm out of here <laughs> even though like i do have like a soft spot in my heart for it but no dude we don't do that <laughs> we don't do that anyway thanks for listening <laughs> Oh my God. And right. then, you know, shortly thereafter, I saw Van Halen at the garden well, and solid. that was self, you know, I was like, yo, Van Halen's playing Madison Square Garden. Was it David Lee Roth Van Halen? Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. It wasn't Van Hagar. No, 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 no. There's no that. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh God. No, I, I like Sammy Hagar. David Lee Roth is the premier front man of Van Halen, but Sammy Hagar knows how to party and I, I'm never going to knock anybody for that. Cabo Wabo? Cabo Wabo, baby. All right. <laughs> We could debate the merits of the two front men for a for long ages, time. But that's for our separate podcast true. entitled Van Halen or Van Hagar. Ooh, honestly, that would be a good podcast. I like <laughs> I'd it. listen to it. What's that other guy? Gary Sharon? Fuck. Sorry, we're not going to talk about Van Halen. Anyway. <laughs> Love these guys. Love them. Moving on to our weekly shout out. Talk to me. Weekly shout out gives us a chance to give somebody a little bit of love in the music scene. Let's see who we got this week. Hey, this is Nick Thrasher from Litz, and you're listening to Three from the Seven. Check out our website, litzmusic.com, L-I-T-Z music.com, and find out when we'll be coming to a city near you. Awesome. Thank you to Nick from Litz. Karina, have you ever heard of Litz? You know Litz? I am not familiar with Litz. They but- are a very awesome, funky funk band. Their homeboy in the front, I believe it's Nick, plays the sax, plays the keys. Uh. They play an awesome version of Flux Pavilion's I Can't Stop, which is originally, obviously, an electronic music song, but they play it all funked out with the saxophone. It's a good time. They're very connected with the uh, Baltimore Pigeons playing ping pong, funky, jammy scene. So, shouts out to those guys. Saw them at Dome Fest. Rock and roll. And uh, Karina... I believe we've reached the end of our road. Oh, why does it come so soon every week, Rav? What are we going to do? It does. I don't know. Well, good, good news is every week we're back having great times, talking Amen. about good tunes. Uh, do you want to plug any shows? You said August 1st. You got you got something? Those are my... Yeah, you know what? This is the first weekend off for me in quite some time. So uh, no show this weekend. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, August 1st in Albany, August 3rd, Waterloo Village with From Good Homes. Then I don't even know what I can't even look that far into the future. I know, honestly. But life is a highway. We're gonna ride it all night long. (laughs) This has been great. How about you, Raph? What do you got to plug? You know, I got to plug that Relics magazine, relics.com/slash/subscribe. Best magazine in the world, historic. Been around since 1974, giving you all the best jam news. We got Lucas Nelson on the most recent cover. Good tunes, good times, Uh, and also the Relics Daily Seven. If you want a free email newsletter talking about all this cool stuff we're talking about relics.com slash daily and yeah that's about it it all sounds great to me Raf. i'm gonna subscribe again and again do it and again under a bunch of pseudonyms hell yeah <laughs> you'll open your door and the mail there'll just be a stack of magazines that the mail and then i'll you. give them out to all my friends yeah hell yeah thanks Karina. for listening everybody this has been great have a wonderful week everybody bye bye take care